Hello, and welcome to the Original Remake Podcast, where we discuss and compare an original film and its remake. Hello, and welcome to the Original Remake Podcast, where we discuss and compare an original film and its remake. Ultimately, we seek answers to three questions. Does the remake do justice to the original? And if you just watch the remake, do you get a good sense of why the original was successful or not successful and thus remade? But most of all, which movie to watch, the original or the remake? All right, so we're going to be covering uh, Sons of Katie Elder and the um, Four Brothers. And I'm actually doing this remotely because apparently the Mercer Brothers are looking for me, uh, so I've heard. You live a uh, dangerous lifestyle, Peter. I've always told you that. Yes, absolutely. I mean, I, I carry dog spray with me every single day. It, <laughs> This is how dangerous uh, my, my, my work is. Um, the Sons of Katie Elder, it is a 1965 uh, Western directed by Henry Hathaway. Uh, it stars John Wayne, Dean Martin, Martha Heyer, Michael Anderson Jr., Earl Holloman, and uh, I guess we could throw in Dennis Hopper in there. He's got a bit of a small role. It's one of the bigger names, though, so we might as well throw him in. Yeah, I, I did not recognize him at all. I, I saw it in the credits. I'm like, that that was him, so I was uh, I was very surprised uh, to to see that it was him. So this movie, the sons of uh, Katie Elder, they return to uh, Clearwater, Texas after their parents died, and then they uh, I guess they've been estranged from their mother for so long, and amounting to nothing basically. They kind of want to do right by her and decide to send their little brother off to college. And I guess going around town, they find out that their mother was well-liked and and I guess didn't really owe much or something. And then while they're investigating, they kind of find out that their father, you know, was uh, probably murdered and their, their ranch was taken over by uh, uh, Mr. Hastings, uh, who's kind of running the town now. And that's that's about it. And I'm sure we'll get into more of the details and his differences with uh, Four Brothers. And Four Brothers is the remake, uh, taking it out of the Western genre in 2005 and making it more of a, uh, I guess, just a crime thriller. Uh, we have Mark Wahlberg, uh, Tyrese Gibson, Andre 3000, and uh, Garrett Hedlund as the uh, Four Brothers here who, uh, unlike the uh, previous film, they are not uh, blood relatives, uh, obviously, and they sort of have various scenes throughout the film where people kind of point that out, that they're uh, uh, of different ethnicities and uh, age groups and really, I mean, backgrounds. Uh, they each have sort of uh, their own sort of personal taste, which is a little bit like the, the original film. Uh, but uh, this one, the it's not so much about... The father, obviously, as they are uh, foster kids who have gone through the system, and it's their adoptive mother who, in the city of Detroit, uh, it appears as if she has been killed in just a random act of violence uh, at a convenience store holdup. But uh, much like the original, the more the uh, the brothers dig around, um, they, they find that there's... Uh, more than the meets the eye there, and so they they tend to think that it's something specific uh, about their mother. Um, so both films, uh, just to start us off here, uh, hinge on that sort of mystery 
aspect of it. So, Peter, I don't know if you had seen either one of these before. I had not, so both of these uh, were fresh watches for me, so the, the mystery was uh, still intact. So what did you think about how each film uh, handled that, that aspect? Well, I I have seen Four Brothers, and only when it first came out. So it, it's been, uh, you know, over a decade. Now, they they both play it differently. And, and before I get into that, did you know Four Brothers was remade in India? I actually saw that uh, <laughs> after the fact because I've become a little bit more aware of it since in uh, previous episodes. Uh, I think uh, Longest Yard is one that comes to mind where mm-hmm. uh, we noticed that. I think in that case it was a uh, uh, Egyptian was it Egyptian? See, I thought it was in that I, yeah. case. I thought that was a British remake. I thought they did like there was soccer. two. Oh wow! So yeah, there there was one with Vinnie Jones, the soccer one, and then there was an Egyptian one. Right. Okay. So yeah, I've I've been a little bit more on the lookout because I've thought like, hey, you know, if we really like one of these movies, uh, we can make it easier on ourselves and double dip because it is uh it is interesting to see how they they put these these same stories in in different cultures and uh, times and places. So um. No, I was not aware of that, but I'm, I'm actually kind of curious now because I, I enjoyed watching these two, seeing a western and a and a modern Detroit crime Detroit crime thriller. So yeah, I, I would check that out. Yeah, I'd be interested in checking that out too because I just kind of looked at its wiki Wikipedia page. It's called Big B. Um, I like. Don't name. know what that means. I like it. You you like it already? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I did see a track listing, and one of the names of the song had the word hip hop in it. So I wonder if they even took like a hip hop spin in the Indian version too. So that'd be even more interesting because it, it's almost like almost a direct remake of uh, Four Brothers. But so we'll see. We'll see if we can find that. Um, back to the the whole mystery thing. That they they play them a little bit differently because. Um, the uh, four brothers was more of like I guess it's kind of a, a who done it and there's a bit of can, can we say conspiracy because you got like a, a government official kind of involved and even one of the brothers the sons of Katie Elder it's it's kind of a like a a gambling bet that where the, where the the father w- was shot thereafter well I think it's a it's a product of the genre and the time and that. Uh... The, the crime itself is a little bit simpler and easier to wrap your your head around there uh okay. you know, I mean I think when you go and watch a western um they don't want the, the plot to get too complicated where and maybe it's also with it being four brothers being a 2005 film they have to maybe uh have a little bit more uh sort of red herrings there to kind of throw you off uh thinking audiences are going to play the guessing game and be ahead of the story so yeah it's I think the way they play it in Katie Elder is that various points, it seems like the sons kind of believe that maybe nothing uh, sort of seedy has gone on here. Uh, maybe it's it's the, the, you know, the presence of their father. They sort of knew him to be a drunk and a gambler. And so I think, you know, at certain points in the film, they, they're like, well, maybe that is what happened. Um, certainly John Wayne, being John Wayne, um, is a little more antagonistic. Um, and that, that was kind of my second question with you is that, I felt like watching these two back to back and four brothers. Um, they almost split the, the John Wayne character, I think between uh, Mark Wahlberg and Tyrese Gibson, the, both of them at different points of them kind of take, take point in the investigation and go off. And uh, I would say they're equally aggressive to John Wayne. There's not really just one brother who's sort of leading the charge. Well, I think they has a split, split it in two because John Wayne was so old 
And so you got, you know, Mark Wahlberg and Tyrese Gibson together, probably about the same age. John Wayne was like probably old enough to be Bud's grandfather. Am I am I wrong? Yeah, they they make a point that he I don't even think he knew his youngest brother. Like he was already he'd already left home, I think, uh by that point. And uh also maybe, you know, I mean it, they're certainly trying to force it. Like when I was looking at the Wikipedia uh, entry for it. This was something that I think was attempted that they were going to film this in the mid fifties, like 56, 57 uh, with uh, different actors. John Wayne didn't come in until late in the game. And at the point in time when he was in this film, he had, uh, I think had like surgery for uh, like a tumor, a cancerous tumor or something mm. like he, he had been in bad health before. So um, I think they probably had to sort of, fix the script a little bit and throw in those little details to have it make sense. Because obviously, as you said, it's, it's pretty big in the film that they're not really out for any sort of personal gain. Uh, and the three older brothers feel like they can not really toss away their lives, but they feel like they've already sort of made their choices and what their mother would have wanted would have been for the youngest one to, to go to college, not become a, you know, a gunslinger or a, a cowboy, um, which it's a little bit, it's kind of flipped in the uh, in Four Brothers because uh, there is one brother who, uh, played by Andre Benjamin, who is a little bit outside of the group. Uh, he's the one that stays behind, but he's not the youngest one here, but he's the one that has tried to, I guess, go straight, if you will. Uh, whereas the other ones have had, um, especially the Mark Wahlberg character, more uh, criminal uh, background. So I thought that was sort of an interesting change between the two that they, they didn't necessarily focus on the youngest brother as much in this version as they did in the original. One of the uh, other differences, and it's kind of in line with what you're talking about, but um, the approach of the four brothers in the Western, they, you know, they come back to Clearwater and they're, you know, not aggressive at all whatsoever. They, they just want to um, handle business and, and leave. And even the investigation of the uh you know of their father was all pretty uh in, you know non-threatening and there's well in four brothers they're going around kicking ass they're, they're killing people <laughs> well mark Wahlberg pulls it, like a gun a in a basketball game yes. like goes to center court and just pulls out his weapon at a rec uh, center yeah and i was like that is uh that was a not only is it ballsy, but it's you know it's, it's reckless. I, I was just wondering, you know, there could be someone else there who's armed and sees that as a threatening gesture, and you could have had a gunfight. My name is Bobby Mercer. Some of you probably knew my mother, and some of you probably know she was shot about a week ago across the street. Sixty-two years old, murdered in cold blood. Think about it, Bobby. Think. I'm looking for the witness. Think. Ball player, big guy, supposedly never wears a coat. Dog lover, ring any bell? Damn. Bad I'm looking for who killed my mother. You tell me where I can find this guy and you can finish your game. I appreciate your help very much. You've all been upstanding citizens. Assalamu alaikum. Enjoy the rest of your game. Right there. Now, I'm going to freely admit that uh, I, I had not seen this film up until this point for the podcast for that very reason, because I remember when it was being advertised, me and my friends thinking that sequence in particular was ridiculous. And they, they put it in the trailer where he, he goes up and grabs like the basketball from one of the players. And is like, he's like yelling at him saying, I've got the rock now. And we just, we thought that was, it wasn't meant to be funny, but we thought that was so ridiculous looking that 
I was just like, that that movie's going to be really bad. It's going to be really dumb. So I, I avoid it. I, I don't think it's quite as excessive as that one sequence. Um, but certainly watching the two together, uh, it, it feels almost like you've gone into almost sci-fi territory as far as how over the top these guys are compared to the, the Western version. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, we get a returning uh, original remake alum here in Chiwetel Ojiofor who I completely forgot was in this movie. And I cannot say his name. Uh, I think he was in a <laughs> – uh, we did an episode of War Machine vs. War Horse, which you can find on followingfilms.com and at War Machine Horse on Twitter. And I can't remember the film, but uh, maybe, I think it was Triple Nine, a new release, and I was left trying to say his name and just butchering it. Um, I didn't really – like you're not meant to like the villain here, but I didn't even like him in the way – that you're supposed to dislike villains. Do you, you know what I mean? Like, he, he wasn't someone that I thought was, like, a cool character. Uh, I just felt like he was just uh, an annoying prick, like, throughout. Like, actually just being in his presence as a screen villain, I just wanted them to go back to the good guys just because he got on my nerves so much. And it, it really made me sit back and think, like, wow, he's really worked his way up through uh, Hollywood because I don't know if he would necessarily take this part uh, now. Gosh, you, you know, you, I, I think you uh, nailed it on the head there. The calling him a prick, I, I think that's exactly what he was. And I'm thinking about that scene where he's talking to the Italian henchman. Mm-hmm. You know, where he's like, "Oh, I should, you know, give you a task out of town so that way I can teach your wife a few things." You know, and and the look on his face, he he, he looked like he was nutting in his pants right then and there. And I'm I'm just like, it was pretty uneasy. You know, I, I, I did not like his character. They're certainly making him despicable. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I think you and I are kind of in agreement there that it's not really in an enjoyable, entertaining way. Um, it's, it's just so over the top and really disgusting, but, uh, that's, you know, set something up at the end of the film, uh, where, you know, his men are not as loyal with good reason to him as they could be. So it gives the brothers an in an angle and I think that's fine, but I think they could have done that without being so, uh, as I said, over the top or just excessive, just in his his language. And I don't I don't know it. It's extremely, you know, misogynistic film. Um, mm-hmm. Not only just with his character who's a villain, but also the uh, Tyree Skipson character of, of Angel. He's the only one, uh, at least what we see on screen of the brothers that has. Uh, a relationship and it's with uh sophie played by sophia vergara Ugh. and she basically her character is written in the film to uh have sex with him or to be nagging him uh in a very loud uh brash manner and i really disliked that character too i really disliked how that character was written and uh i guess you know, the, the flaws I'm pointing out in the film, they do actually use both those points, those character traits. They use the villain's uh, despicable treatment of even his own, you know, criminal partners. And they use what we see as her, her nagging and her sort of overbearing nature with her, her boyfriend later in the film to kind of misdirect you to get to a certain point. But it, it doesn't make the build up. Uh, that enjoyable to get to those moments. Do you, do you think it was worth it in the end for the, like the kind of the couple of twists that they have with those characters? I think the, um, I think the, the twist with uh, Sophie, it, it did fool me again. Uh, I, I did not remember how that went down, but I, I'm just not a big fan of Sophia Vergara uh, at all. 
to not um, a uh, modern family fan i'm guessing i i don't watch the show i i don't like the way it's shot and that's another reason why i don't watch the office so mm. I, was, um, I was a much bigger fan of the office uh some of the earlier I, well the steve carell years i guess i should say uh yeah but I, I know what you mean that sort of uh uh, fake documentary style where they sort of zoom in and out. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I, I'm just for whatever reason I just can't get into that style of shooting. Yeah. So so the, yeah, not a fan of um, Modern Family. Uh, I, I'm sure it's a great show. I, you know, it's won plenty of Emmys. It's just it's just her her. She seems to be I don't want to say typecasted, but everything I see her in, she's basically the same type of character, right? She's Blown. she's eye candy and yes, just kind of. Um, and, and nags and uh, oh gosh, just thinking about her. Um, can, <laughs> can, can we can, can we switch gears? Uh, okay, yeah, let's go I, back to the I, other one. Go back yes. to Katie Elder. Which so there, there's a kind of a love interest in there too. Uh, you know, it's a neighbor girl. I, I, I guess that they kind of once remembered. <laughs> it's when very they were younger. very. Uh, chaste and uh respectable though <laughs> like but just yeah, by well, you absolutely. saying kind of a love interest uh it probably wouldn't strike modern audiences as even like uh the you know romantic lead just the way they interact with each other yeah it's just you know he's just so much older than her <laughs> <laughs> well she, she also like talks to him like, there, there's a, a scene where it's it's a bit of exposition where she's like for whatever reason uh her John Wayne's mother, Katie Helder here, uh, had her read the letters. And I guess we're led to believe that maybe she read them to her sort of mm. in her older years. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also one of those things where I was like, that's kind of a weird line to cross where someone who's not a part of the family is reading, you know, son's letters to, to her mother. And then in that scene is sort of criticizing him too, for being a bad son. <laughs> like yeah. I thought that was kind of an awkward, awkward beat, uh, an awkward exchange with, uh, the Duke. You know, I, I'm not, I'm not too familiar with John Wayne's work. Uh, I've, I've seen true grit and then this. So I've only seen the two movies. Th- does he have that walk? Is, is that oh, yeah. a thing? Or oh, is that yeah. old age? Okay. No, no, it's a, uh, he's got the, the walk and the voice, uh, pretty much the way, the way he, he stands. Um, is in there and uh i i kind of agree with you i i've i've not seen a lot of john wayne um myself uh like the younger like uh stagecoach which i think was his maybe his first lead role Hmm. um but yeah maybe i do think the age it does work against the film here and that's something that is preferable about the the remake is that even though those are kids who are not you know bound by blood um and who have been separated um, they you you get the bond a lot easier with them. Like the way there there are different kind of moments of horseplay in both versions of the film when the the brothers mm-hmm. are sort of getting reacquainted back at home. And I I actually really bought into uh the interactions between uh Angel and Jeremiah and Bobby. Like you know the way Wahlberg and Gibson and Benjamin play that. I I really felt like okay yeah those are guys who sort of grew up together. Um, I'd never felt that way about the elders with no. Wayne or Dean Martin. Like they, it felt like a, at times like a, like a high school production. Like it was very stagey, like how they would all kind of stand together. And it's like, they're all playing brothers, but it never, you never feel that sort of family bond. And you know, in that version, they at least grew up together. The only one that really should be that way is the youngest one. I felt. Yeah. The, um, the, there was one, 
one joke that uh, that worked for me where they they always joke about you know him being gay and you know keep making all these jokes at him and then later on Tyrese is like hey I got something on my on my penis here you know <laughs> you know can, can you take a look and and Bobby's like what well, why don't you have the the uh, cockologist or something <laughs> look at it you know and, and Jack peeks his head out of the shower is like no it's just a rug bird <laughs> like, like oh so is he gay like I I thought I thought that was pretty funny like uh, I I think you know that that was just a, a call back to like just them you know cracking jokes that that he's he's gay and I always thought that oh that's just them being the bigger brother kind of thing um yeah so I having, thought that was funny you know growing up with uh three brothers I uh I didn't like. I did have problems with the way women were treated in this film, and I could see some people uh, having some issues with maybe some of the the homophobic comments, especially from the Mark Wahlberg character, because it mm-hmm. seems like he um, seems like he's relentless in picking on his youngest brother. Which I do think, like a lot of the things that annoyed me in the film, I think they do have a point because um, you know when it comes down to gunplay and the, the family is attacked. Uh, it sort of catches you off guard because clearly those two, like he, he does have that sort of older brother mentality where he wants to protect him. And so I, I think it actually worked with the film that he's, he comes off so sort of cruel and jockish to him. But the other thing is with the, the Garrett Hedlund version of the, the character is that he's not just the youngest one, but he's the one that, you know, growing up in the sort of rough area of Detroit through, you know, foster care, he went on to, to the arts you know he became a musician of some sort mm-hmm. so to those guys he probably would be you know uh effeminate seeming because mm-hmm. you know that he's he's making his living uh through through music um so i i felt like that was that was fine and actually that sequence you're talking about i thought it felt very brotherly as far as you yeah. know, clearly in the bathroom you have <laughs> mark Wahlberg sitting there taking a dump and there you've got another one you've got him in the shower and then tyrese comes in there and thinks there's something you know, wrong with his penis that that felt to me like very much like a locker room type mentality and i thought it worked yeah yeah i, I agree i didn't get that at all with the sons of katie elder uh except for the fight scene that got a little physical like but but i'm sure some brothers do get physical and and i think that's the only scene i could think of like off the top that were were like yeah yeah i could see brothers fighting over like something very petty mm-hmm. and uh, so that's that's all i got from from them uh what, what what did you think about the approach of the sons where they're you know they, they come off as you know not so violent but then versus the four brothers, you know, just uh, guns a blazing at any chance to get. They 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 cut the rope off of one guy trying to fell <laughs> on the side of the house, and he breaks a you know breaks a leg, literally, you know. And um, what, what are your thoughts on that? I think overall, as a just a you know two approaches to the same story, I preferred Sons of Katie Elder as a whole. Mm-hmm. But I felt like the high points of Four Brothers were better than the high points of Sons of Katie Elder. The problem is, you know, some like you just mentioned the sequence where uh, Bobby cuts the rope of this guy trying to flee out of his apartment. That, you know, I found that very entertaining and uh, an enjoyable act of, of violence. Um, but then, like, that basketball scene I thought was just so out there and ridiculous that I I was like, well, that, that I don't know. So four brothers was just a lot of highs and lows and sons of Katie elder, maybe because it's a Western, it's just a little more even keel. Like I just found it more 
um, consistent as far as my enjoyment level, even though it didn't have the, the peaks of four brothers. So I, I don't know if that, that makes sense, but it's, mm-hmm. it's more like Katie Elder just on average to me worked better, uh, than four brothers. Yeah. Uh, did you, did you feel cheated to find out the, um, of, of exactly what went down at the end of four brothers, you know, how, um, you know, uh, Victor sweet and, and, uh, the, 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 uh, that one guy wasn't a Senator. Was he, he was some kind of, um, sort of councilman. Lo- yeah. Local official. Okay. Yeah. What, what, what did you think about like the, the, the death of like the, the, um, the reasoning behind it as to why she died. Did you feel like uh, insulted in any way? Like that was it? This is why this story exists? Yeah, I, I did. Honestly, I, you know, I, mm-hmm. I felt like they, they made it a little too, you know, convoluted there by having a, a crime boss. And uh, I did much prefer Katie Elder's version where, you know, it felt like in a way the film was, admonishing the sons for abandoning their mother mm-hmm. because it's like she was just left to someone who could simply prey on her. You know, it's, you know, it's obviously, you know, you couldn't have that same exact storyline in 2005 as 65. Cause even the 65 version, they're portraying a time period where it's like, they would kind of pull out this questionable piece of paper. And if they were sort of in good with the town, it was like, that was, that was, you know, that was it. They, that now they own this land. Um, but yeah, the conspiracy angle and the revelations of the politicians and the crime bosses being so tied in together. Also, we haven't talked about the the dirty cop. Oh, um, right. I really thought I really hated how um, the Josh Charles uh, detective Fowler here so easily dispatches with his seemingly much smarter uh, and the the much more noble character uh, played by Terrence Howard, Lieutenant Green. I just I, I know they're kind of going for shock value there, but I felt like none of the villains here were that interesting that they sort of <laughs> earned those victories. Like I, I, I really did not like that sequence. Yeah, and and more on his character later on. You know, uh, they were relying way too much on happenstance. That, oh man, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was, that's a big risk for Tyrese yeah. to take there. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. So if uh, had he not taken Tyrese out uh, outside, then. He probably could have gotten shot inside. Uh, yeah, or if he uh, just Fowler's shot house. him and just ran out the oh, back right. door. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, I think they get they get a little too cute. And mm-hmm. four brothers. I also, uh, and I'm a little bit more of a fan of westerns than probably most. I felt like the action sequences in Katie Elder were better. Like I, you know, they're they're simpler, but it's like you know, even that gunfight at the bridge. Like I liked mm-hmm. knowing where everyone is in relation to each other. Like I, I, I really hate like. And and Singleton, the way he shoots this one scene in particular, this uh, this this gunfight at the house, it is so over the top as far as you know bricks being like. I mean, it's like they're going to war with a small nation on those on that that those four brothers. And I didn't like that. I didn't like where how they have the younger brother outside and sort of that the way they space the scene. And I really hated the sequence in the uh, the car where you have Mark Wahlberg's character like chasing down chasing. these two contract killers because I felt that looked so fake. Like they were trying to do this uh, sort of shaky cam and this these huge chunks of snow that uh, are something out of like a Lord of the Rings movie. I really, really did not th- like the look of it. And that's strange to me that you would think it would be the modern film that would have the more believable action scene. 
you know, you you would think that he, you know, filmed like Too Fast, Too Furious or something. Right. You think he'd be able to handle <laughs> a, a car chase sequence and make it look pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, you know, talk, uh, comparing these movies, I, I know that Four Brothers is supposed to be like a loose remake, but if you think about it, there's a lot of similar beats. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, you talk about the fight at the bridge. That's the same fight at the house, you know, where right. where Jack was gunned down because in you, you mentioned, um, I think you mentioned, right, the, uh, uh, Bobby throws a brick, mm -hmm. right, at, yep. at one of the bad guys. Well, doesn't John Wayne like throw an empty rifle uh, revolver yep. at one of these guys? Yeah. So th there's a lot of similarities now that you know I think about it. Um, um, even with the the not quite a dirty cop, but you know just another cop. Uh, you know, I'm gonna take a word from my other co-host Devin here, a, a cop, a Jace. You know that um, decides just, to take that break on the bridge. There, we're gonna water yeah. the horses right now. Yeah, very questionable. Uh, and also, you have a, a cop that um, is gunned down trying to yes. to help them. Exactly. Yeah, the sheriff Ben. Was yeah. It? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and then Hastings, I guess, could be kind of like uh, you know Victor Sweet. So yeah, very similar movies. Um, I, is there anything else you got on I think this? The I... biggest thing you know, you're talking about the villains and Katie Elder is that we just don't spend that much time with them, the villains outside of their interactions with our heroes. Mm -hmm. And for me, that's a huge selling point because, you know, as you mentioned, the, the sequences uh, of just like cutting back to this, this gang Lord and how he is constantly telling his henchmen that he's going to like, <laughs> he's going to sleep with his wife and making them like eat off the floor. It, you know, it's trying to build up interest in his inevitable demise and defeat from our heroes. But I find it unnecessary when, you know, they connect the dots and we know he's responsible for gunning down an old woman. I don't really need him to do any more than that. Like that's, mm -hmm. that's good enough for me. So yeah, I, I, one guy we've not mentioned from Katie Elder, unfortunately we, we did another uh, podcast uh, recently on this show where um, Dean Martin, someone, uh, no, uh, it was, I think it was an assault on precinct 13 uh, where one of the actors had just passed away like the day before. Oh, and, the, the the one from Rocky. Yes. yes. Uh, and uh, George Kennedy, uh, I believe, just passed away last week or last couple weeks. And oh, wow. playing Curly here. And he, he was, uh, unlike Dennis Hopper, he was so recognizable to me because this well, was – Well, Dennis Hopper's dead too, but that's not very recent. <laughs> yeah, so I don't feel like you know we're, we're cursing you know, I, you know Dennis Hopper. But, yeah, I feel like some of these movie selections, I'm just like it's just random that it's like these older character actors I haven't really thought much about. Uh, are kind of in the news again, and then I, I see him on a, a movie for our podcast. But uh, he was uh, someone I really liked in a movie called Cool Hand, cool Hand Luke with Paul Newman. Well, uh, I remember I've seen the movie. I, I couldn't tell you who he was in there. He, he's he's Luke's basically you know biggest threat and then biggest buddy. That is uh, he the one that always kicks his uh, kicked his ass kicked and, his uh, ass and then okay. Luke kind of earns his respect and that he okay. also is the one who gives him the name Cool Hand Luke. So I really liked him as a as a presence and it was it was interesting to see him as like the heavy. He's like the guy in the the black hat that faces down John Wayne at the bar before uh, the the sheriff comes in and calls it off. So yeah, just a acknowledgement there of George Kennedy's passing and uh, someone I really appreciated from uh, other films. You know, um, yeah, Dean Martin, I, I thought that's where you were going to go. He was, you know, I covered the Ocean's Eleven episode and he was in there too. I, I was not a fan of his, um, 
uh, scene with the with the fake eye thing. <laughs> you didn't like his uh, <laughs> his scheme there. You didn't feel like it was thought, sort of oceans esque there. No, I thought it was a little silly because I, I I know that he's a gambler, but I, so you know maybe maybe something with a, a playing card. You know, like like a, like a scene from Maverick. You know, something like that. Did you but not think what, the crowd would be as appreciative of that that of getting ripped off, basically? Uh, I don't know. I, I just thought that was way too silly. Like, like it was almost like a like a like a kids uh, western movie. You know, something from like mm. Disney. I, I don't know. I thought it was, I thought it was a little silly. Is there anything like that in Four Brothers? Did we actually see them? I don't think we saw them be real conniving openly. Like all the things they're doing or kind of revealed to us after the fact, like with the, the big twist at the end. I, I can't, I'm trying to think of any sort of hustles they perform up to that point. Mm. I don't think so. It's kind of all brute yeah. force, isn't it? <laughs> Threatening <Yeah>. bodily harm. <laughs> Pretty much. Did you like um, in Four Brothers that they, they do uh, separate them to a certain extent and that they are suspicious of jeremiah and his business dealings that maybe he had a hand in it um like how they didn't have his character in it very much well in katie elder they don't i don't think there's ever a point where they they think that you know one of the brothers maybe is the the culprit but obviously Mm -hmm. in the singleton version uh you know for i don't know 10 to 15 minutes you might you might think okay maybe he's maybe he's dirty maybe he had something to do with his his mother's death I, n- I never got that, and I forgot the, um, his subplot too. Well, I guess not really subplot, but I forgot that he possibly. I, I didn't think that at all. Every yeah. time he kept on full trust and like, outcast. Oh. You're just <laughs> such a fan. <laughs> yeah, I, I am a fan of outcast. Though, funny enough, um, no, I, it did bother me that it just you know they, they just they they were they went to the bowling alley to go see. Um, uh, I forgot the guy's name, the, the, the big guy with the fro. Uh, and then Jeremiah happens to show up, you know, at the same time. And, you know, just just a couple, you know, coincidences mm-hmm. that, that happened that uh, just kind of made me like, yeah, you know, it's, the, the writing could have been a little bit better. Um, One other thing with the um, – it comes back around in both films uh, with our – I guess our main character, John Wayne and Mark Wahlberg, uh, this ghostly presence – uh, of the mother uh, to a certain extent. Uh, now, obviously in Four Brothers, they have a Thanksgiving dinner where I think everyone but Mark Wahlberg's character sees their mother like, yes. and what she would have kind of said to them in that moment. Um, I I liked it the way they shot it uh, and sort of it's the concept of it, but I didn't like how they... It seemed like they alluded to a lot with Garrett Hedlund's character that doesn't really mm-hmm. pay off. Like, his reaction is so over the top, so strong. Like he has such a strong emotional response to uh, imagining what his mother says to him. And his mother says something to the effect of like, I know what you've seen and what you like went through as a kid. So you, you assume there's some sort of, you know, violent trauma or something. Oh, I take it as like, um, maybe he was molested as a, as a kid or something. Right. And so by, by his reaction, you know, right. like you said, like he's, he's basically shaking, <laughs> you know, like, so, in, uh, that led me to believe that he was going to, like, when the shit hits the fan, that he was going to be much more of like a, almost like a caged animal because, you know, obviously he's being picked on by his older brothers. But I thought maybe they were alluding to the fact that he had the uh, capability of being even more violent than them, which, mm. you know, Tyrese and Mark Wahlberg, the way they play it, they're, you know, it's it's sort of all out on the table. 
like they they'll they'll throw down but uh, i felt like they didn't really allow that character to have that sort of payoff there and it, it i mean it had my interest as far as it, what and so i don't know if there's deleted scenes or something but i didn't really like how that was just that was all we got from there mm-hmm. but uh the other thing is i really liked i liked kind of how subtle it was in Katie Elder where they just come back in the house and um the chairs already were rocking and then right. uh, John Wayne kind of touches his hand to it and like keeps it like he pushes it to like keep it rocking, like to kind of like, you know, where his mom would be sitting. So it feels initially kind of supernatural, but then it's also this kind of like loving nod that he kind of just pushes her chair a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought that was I, I like that sort of subtle touch much more so than Four Brothers, which was a little more overt by actually having the mother, you know, in their sort of imagination standing there. Right, I, I I didn't I didn't I didn't like that. I, I didn't have a strong opinion on it, but um, I don't know. Maybe you know, kind of like what you said. Well, especially with the Jack's character, there was really no payoff to uh, when when he saw uh, Evelyn Mercer. Uh, yeah, I just I don't know. It, it I, I I just if it seemed a little weird to me, and it, maybe it's just how each character reacted to her. You know, it's not even an apparition, right? It's just. No, it's, of their imagination of some yeah, sort. Yeah, they don't it's not like they believe her to be there. It's just right. them having, you know, trying to think what would she tell them in that moment, like sort of what advice would she give. Yeah, I I, I get why they did it, but um I it I could have done without that. You know, it, the movie was like what, an hour forty eight? Um and then you got Sons of Kitty Elder was a little over two hours. Was it? Or, no, two it, was, it was right, right yeah. about okay. Okay, yeah. So, um, yeah, I could have done without that. Maybe, maybe like you said, it, it was a little bit more subtle because um, it, it's not like I don't know. Like the advice that she gives, does that do anything for them throughout the movie? I don't think so because um, I think yeah, I think they they tend to go against her advice. Um, yeah, especially the Mark Wahlberg uh, character. Um, I also, you know, I think they're both films were kind of equal in that, you know, you've kind of alluded to maybe John Wayne being miscast uh, as far as kind of projecting this image of this this tight knit group of brothers. I also feel like Mark Wahlberg at times is playing it too silly, and I actually told uh, my fiance as we were watching it because she had seen Four Brothers, so she was interested in seeing if it held up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I told her, um, man, he's he's like he's really over the top, and you have guys who aren't even like originally actors, which I guess he's not either. If you go back to his <laughs> early hip hop days, but uh, you know, Tyrese and uh, Andre here, like in those sequences are much more subtle and grounded characters. And he's, he's the, the big, you know, braggadocio. And I, sometimes that works for me. Like I'm a big fan of his and pain and gain, but I think it only works when that, the character is someone you're rooting against. Like for me to like root for him, I wanted him to like, not be as sort of jockish in the way he he approaches people like it i don't know it's, it was just a little too too much a little too in your face at times and john wayne i don't know i think he's just too iconic for the part he's too he's just too john wayne <laughs> like he's almost like a it's like a superhero appearing in the middle of the story like uh like a clint eastwood in the 90s or something yeah you yeah. know it's, that's you, also his brother yeah, and that you just can't, you know, at the very least, in Four Brothers, they they feel kind of like equal, you know. Ty, I don't think there's a difference as far as like, you know, Tyrese and Mark Wahlberg. You could have cast 
two movie stars and they would have been fine. I think I think they're they're balanced characters, but it's that's not the case at all in Katie Elder. It's John Wayne and like John Wayne and friends, basically. You know, I, I do like um four brothers for making each brother, you know, kind of distinguishable. The 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 third brother in <laughs> Katie Elder is like he owns like a hardware store or something. The or... one that's not Dean Martin or the the college yes. boy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I feel I kept wondering. I was like, wait, who is this guy again? What does he do? What's his personality? Yeah, I totally agree with you. Sometimes I mix him up with like the bad guys. Like, yeah, yeah, I do too. I I was trying to. I was like, well, wait, what's he do? Oh, that's one of the brothers. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, but maybe where uh, it was an older movie, maybe he was more recognizable face in sixty five. Oh, sure. Yeah. 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 Uh, do, do you want to get into those uh, the, the redirecting and recasting? Ooh, yeah, that would be that would be uh, interesting. I um, do you, you know, do you like the modern take on it, or would you have preferred perhaps a another western remake, a la Quentin Tarantino? Yeah, I think that uh, you know if you're going that route, um, for me, uh, I you know I, I hadn't really I was actually gonna kind of do a, a repeat or I guess a remake of what I'd said earlier about having like the Affleck brothers, like in the modern setting, like for like the town, mm-hmm. for, like a Boston crime story. But okay. you just gave me a good idea. You could have, if you had like a Western version, let's say Tarantino was doing his version of this. I would have obviously Sam Jackson in the John Wayne role. And then you could use Jamie Foxx as in Django, who's Django. already done a Western <laughs> as one of the, the younger brothers. Uh, we could even have Chuitel Odiafor. I don't know if I got that right. There you go. Yeah. Okay. He could be in there. He could be in there. Um, and who, who do you think, I mean, who's the fourth brother? Who would I, which, which one, it depends which one's left because, um, I think we have to do, you'd have to do someone who's noticeably younger. Cause I think all those dudes are, Hey, Michael B. Jordan. Oh, that's great. That's perfect. (laughs) Perfect cast. There you go. You got my money. Um, yeah, if if the movie's gonna be loud, like Four Brothers, then I say go with like a, like a Tarantino. You know, if you want to go with something a little bit more kind of like the Sons of Katie Elder, you know, maybe maybe even Clint Eastwood or like a Kevin Costner. You know, who's done uh, movies like that. You know, Open Range know, like, was a, a great Open Western. Range, yeah, maybe even Unforgiven. Um, I mean, Tombstone, right? You, you got some comedy and. And uh, some some good action there, um, you know something like that. Uh, I, I like your recast. I don't know if I would put Jamie Fox in there because of Django. Maybe so. so you had Sam Jackson, but no, Michael no, B. Peter. Jordan. No, what, what? I think we can fix that because I understand where you're coming from as far as okay. like him playing the same part. Actually, have him be Django. Tarantino <laughs> likes to be the Tarantino-verse. This is just the further, you know, adventures or something. That, that would there be... you go. His, his adopted brothers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there you go. Um, that that were slaves and finally got freed. And then we would, we would have to, you know, we'd have to just make sure that Sam Jackson is, you know, distinctly different because obviously he was a, right. a villain in the Django-verse. So. Uh, but, yeah, yeah. but go ahead. Would you have a replacement for Jamie Foxx then? Someone in mind? If if I had a replacement for Jamie Foxx, if we're thinking all black cast, um, oh gosh, I mean, I mean, Will Smith was in Wild Wild West. <laughs> he also turned down the part of Django. That was the original choice right. by Tarantino. You're right. Um, 
Hmm. This poor Terrence Howard just get no love. He just dies in the modern version and not even gonna yeah, be considered. Yeah, I, I, would, I wouldn't put I wouldn't put uh, Terrence <laughs> Howard in that one. I don't know. Maybe, maybe even an unknown, you know, uh, uh, up and comer. I don't know if Tarantino <laughs> hey, will do that. How, how about Ice Cube? You could have Ice Cube. Yeah, <laughs> there you go, Ice Cube. You know, be the really sassy brother, I guess. Although I have to admit that I prefer um, his son as far as acting ah, talent maybe, goes. Yeah, so maybe he could be the the, the second youngest. Yeah, I think that's yeah. better. Yeah, I, I think that's that's the cast. That's what we go with. There it is. Now, did you did you have any? I mean, I know we talked a little bit about the John Wayne and uh, Katie Elder's one. Did any, anybody else in there? That I th- I think they were actually all pretty pretty good, except for that that third brother that we <laughs> yeah <laughs> we, we don't feel like uh like what's he doing in this movie mm-hmm. um uh, i yeah i i think maybe just the uh the the love interest i would just uh gone with uh someone older y- yeah maybe to to make the the whole if you're gonna really stick with john wayne uh so i, I probably i would probably have tried to do something as a, a hat tip to the john wayne fans maybe get a love interest from a previous western of his and mm. sort of bring him back or recast. I don't know. We're really missing my co-host from War Machine versus War Horse. If he listens to this, is going to be like cussing at his earbuds because he's like a huge John Wayne fan. So he would yep. he would have all the answers to this. I heard you guys talk about that. Yeah, uh, True Grit coming coming soon. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. We have had many an argument about those two films. So yeah, that, at some point we'll have to get into it on this podcast. Mm. See, in our our remake, I think I'm going to cast the villain as uh, Garrett Headland, and so all those scenes where. He's like having his mother talk to him. I'm just gonna go back to like Psycho, and that's gonna be his. That's gonna be his reason for for committing these atrocities. This, this overbearing mother, and then we'll flesh out his backstory as the villain part. Yeah, yeah, I, I like it. All right, well, let's uh, submit that to Hollywood. Well, we'll get right <laughs> on that as soon as we you know get through with our podcast. Uh, Peter, what? Speaking of which, what is up next for original remake? Ah, uh, yes. Um, next week uh, will be the highly anticipated comic book movie batman v superman so for that i will have a guest to join me to uh to talk superman 2 and also superman 2 the richard donner cut so it's gonna be an interesting one because it's not a direct remake it's the same movie just made by two different directors yeah so have you seen either one oh i'm sure you've seen at least the first part two right I have not seen um, any of the Christopher Reeve Superman films, so ah, I'm surprised. That is, uh, I I would not be an expert in any way, shape, or form, but I look forward to watching those and uh, listening to the podcast. So, uh, yeah, I I, uh, I hope you uh, you're just gonna have to wear the expert hat for this for that one. So I'll try. I try. I mean, uh, uh, Superman is actually my favorite superhero. Yeah, that's actually rare amongst you know the uh, I know, nerd community. Love Batman. He, yeah, yeah. He, he gets a lot of hate, especially if you put him up against Batman. Even people who don't have a dog in the fight will usually choose Batman. So, uh, yeah, that, that'll be a good one for you, Peter. And you can uh, clearly with this podcast, we're we're voting for Superman that week. We're not doing Batman films. So there you go. There you go. Yeah, uh, and and also if uh, my my son Phoenix, uh, who helps co-host uh, Hydrate Level Four. Uh, you can find that on followingfilms.com. He actually recently asked me, am I Team Cap or Team Iron Man? And I'm actually Team Cap. I'm, I'm right there with the you. the Civil War. Yeah, on there. there yeah, we, we agree yep. on that one. So, America. <laughs> <laughs> no. That's it. Hashtag America. <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> I, I myself served nine years. So a little biased, but uh, I think I, I think also uh, another reason um, – 
I, I like Captain America a little bit more is because he was also one of the uh, first comic book movies, aside from, you know, your, your your Batmans and your Superman movies. But he's the other Captain America movie I saw, the, the terrible Italian uh, version with the, uh, I forgot his name, Salinger. He's the son of the, the, the author who did Catcher. Oh, <laughs> oh wow, Catcher. I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, catcher, catcher in the, the rye. rye. Yeah, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't know that there was any sort of association with that yeah. man in that film. That, that's his son, <laughs> which also will be coming up on the podcast for our, our Civil War week. We'll be doing uh, that one in the First Avenger. So, I oh no forward, kidding! Yeah, I look forward to your thoughts on on that one. We 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 are doing that. Yeah, yeah, we're doing. Oh. We got it on the schedule. <laughs> well, okay. Well, surprise, surprise. <laughs> Breaking. At news least I've seen that one. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Well, you know, you, you did map out our entire year, and uh, you know, I usually only look a, a week or two ahead. <laughs> I try to, I try to. Uh, there, there are some dead spots, but yeah, we're we're gonna try to uh, to get out a little bit in front of things. So just for that reason, so we can, you know, for our ten listeners, that they'll know what's coming up and what to watch. But well, at least I've seen them both. So your your scheduling game is strong, sir. I, I like to hear it. Okay. Uh, where can people uh, find us in case they want to fill in those uh, missing weeks with suggestions? If they want to tweet at us, they can send those to at original remake or send us an email, original remake pod at gmail.com. Um, my show, Hydrate Level 4, HLF Podcast on Twitter, and, and again, part of the Following Films Podcast Network, uh, which you can find on followingfilms.com. Same for my show, War Machine vs. Warhorse, followingfilms.com, and on Twitter at War Machine Horse. So hopefully you've subscribed to us on iTunes and Stitcher because we are now available on there. I think we're even like in the top five for movie and film. I'm I'm pretty sure. Definitely guaranteed. Um, yeah, <laughs> we're we're right there. We uh, so so sorry we don't get to your email because we get so much of them. Um, but uh, find us on iTunes and Stitcher. Please, please leave a uh, star uh, rating and review so that way people can find us. Uh, I think there are other shows that are trying to emulate our style. Um, how dare but, they? How dare they yeah. remake this greatness right here? <laughs> there it is. So, I mean, things are, you know, made to be remade, I guess. We're just going to have some of those shows on. That's what we're going to have to do. We're just going to have to get together <laughs> and just start, you know, sharing guest spots with them. There you go. All right. That'll do it. Uh, so, uh, get to watching your, pull out your Superman DVD to prepare for the next episode with uh, Peter and his guest. All right. So, I will see you guys next week when I talk Superman 2. From the four winds we have come, Katie Elder. Four brothers on the run, Katie Elder. All your little ones have grown, and we've reaped what we have sown. Yes, we've reaped what we have sown, Katie Elder. Oh, the wind blows like the devil when it blows, and the boy grows up, and like the wind he goes. So mothers teach your son to not live by a gun. To not live like the sons of Katie Elder And to not live like the sons of Katie Elder